So we are in Revelation chapter 7. Now, Revelation chapter 7 is still part of the seven seals. There's no seal mentioned in this chapter because, in a sense, it's kind of like an interlude or an interruption in the sequence of the seven seals. The seventh seal is going to come after Revelation chapter 7 in Revelation 8 verse 1. So we have the sixth seal, then we have this interlude of hope, Revelation 7, the entire chapter, and then we have the seventh seal. So why do we have this interruption? Why do we have this, this interlude right in the middle of these seals before the seventh seal is opened, after the sixth seal is opened? Why do we have this, this whole chapter put in here? Well, the reason why is because this chapter answers a question that is asked in Revelation chapter 6. Mm. When the sixth seal is opened, there's a sequence of events that takes place, and those events culminate in the coming of Jesus and God. And the, the, the question that is asked is, who's going to be able to stand mm. before the throne and before the Lamb? And so what happens is John is inspired by God, by the Holy Spirit, to give a whole chapter to answer that question. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to do in this next study. We're going to mm -hmm. seek to understand Revelation chapter 7's answer to the question, who's going to be able to stand? So is this kind of a continuation of the idea of who can open the seals? No, it's not an, a continuation of who's going to open the seals. Okay. Because that's already been answered. Yeah, answered. Okay. Jesus, the Lamb, is opening the seals. But this is more like a, a statement of, you know, the sequence of seals has taken us from the apostolic age all the way down through history to the second coming of Jesus. We've gone through the disappointment of 1844. We've headed into the judgment. We've seen the signs in the heavens that indicate that the Millerite movement was right on track. And now we're seeing the second coming of Jesus. Well. Who's going to be able to stand when Jesus comes? Mm. Well, I forgot to tell you. Let me tell you about this little, little, little bit right here. That judgment is invol involves a sealing, a sealing work that's going to take place, and there's going to be this number that's going to be sealed. I heard the number. They were 144,000, and then I saw this great multitude that no man could number. Mm -hmm. That's what Revelation 7 does. It's kind of like, I call it an interlude of hope. Mm. because there's this despair that comes from this question, who's going to be able to stand? I mean, even the righteous will kind of ask that question, who's going to be able to stand? Mm -hmm. And Revelation chapter 7 is an interlude of hope because it gives an answer. It points to a people who are going to be able to stand because they have the seal of God. Ah. And that people is so large that you can't even number them. So it's, it's an encouragement for us. And they come from every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. So, all right, Jason... Um, let's get into this with a word of prayer, and then Yvonne, can you read Revelation 7, verses 1 through 4 for sure. us? Sure. All right, let's get started. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for blessing us with the privilege to be able to study your word. We invite you to be with us and uh, help us to understand what we are studying. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, Revelation 7, verses 1 through 4. Yes. And after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them which were sealed. And there were sealed a hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Okay, they, these verses are the introduction to the sealing. And the introduction in verse 1 identifies four winds. Four winds that are ready to blow on the earth. 
Now these four winds are touched on in our previous chapter because when we got into the opening of the sixth seal, we saw all kinds of natural disasters. Mm -hmm. We saw a great earthquake, and we referenced that to the Lisbon earthquake. Mm -hmm. We saw the signs in the sky, the, the sun and the moon, and the stars falling to the earth. All of these were indicating uh, natural disasters that were coming, calamities that were coming upon the earth. And in Revelation chapter 7, the idea is that these calamities are being held back, they're being restrained, they're not coming in full force because there's a work that has to be done in sealing God's servants. Now we see the same thing, the same idea in Ezekiel chapter 9. This, this whole picture is borrowed from the Old Testament. So in Ezekiel chapter 9, God shows Ezekiel the same uh, sealing work that is taking place and the same consequence that's being held back. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 9, and Jason, could you read for us uh, Ezekiel 9, uh, verses 1 all the way through to verse 6. Okay. He cried also in mine ears with a loud voice, saying, Cause them that have charge over the city to draw near, even every man with his destroying weapon in his hand. And behold, six men came from the way of the higher gate, which lieth toward the north, and every man a slaughter weapon in his hand. And one man among them was clothed with linen, with the writer's inkhorn by his side. And they went in and stood beside the brazen altar, and the glory of the God of Israel was gone up from the cherub, whereupon he was the threshold of the house. And he called to the man clothed with linen, which had the writer's inkhorn by his side. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. And to the others he said in mine hearing, Go ye after him through the city, and smite. Let not your eye spare, neither have ye pity. Slay utterly old and young, uh, both maids and little children and women, but come not near any man upon whom is the mark, and begin at my sanctuary. Then they began at the ancient men, uh, which were before the house. Now, really mm -hmm. quickly here on these verses, we see the same two ingredients that we see in Revelation 7. We see a mark that's being set on God's people who are sighing and crying for the abominations, and then we see destruction coming on those who are not going to have the mark. The destruction is the same thing that we see in Revelation 7 as the four winds. Mm. God is not going to allow those four winds. He's not going to allow that destruction to come until God's people are sealed. Why? Because according to Ezekiel 9, the destruction is not going to come to those who have the seal, who mm. have the mark mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. So this is an important parallel that we see here taking place between these two chapters. Ezekiel 9 is helping us with Revelation chapter 7, the four winds being held back to God's servants are sealed in their foreheads. Yeah. Um, I also want to pick up on, uh, if we go back to uh, the book of Revelation and looking at the context of uh, Revelation chapter 7, we've seen that it is uh, set within the context of the seven seals. And we established in earlier programs that the seven seals unfold according to Revelation chapter 4 and 5 at the table of showbread. Mm. That's the sides of the north. Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting, as you were uh, speaking, James, we were actually reading uh, the description of the, of the tribes, 12,000 from each tribe. Mm -hmm. So how many tribes are there? 
There are 12. 12. Mm -hmm. And on the table of showbread, mm -hmm. how many loaves of bread? 12. 12. And what's interesting is that if you take each one of those loaves as representing a tribe, mm -hmm. you know, mm. you have 12,000 in each tribe. Ah. So those 12 loaves of bread mm. are almost a shadow form of mm. this 144,000. Mm -hmm. Okay? So think of, this, think of it in this context. Remember where Lucifer wanted to sit. Mm -hmm. He wanted to sit, according to Isaiah 14, verse 13, mm -hmm. on the sides of the north. The north. Mm -hmm. Okay? So what we see unfolding within the seven seals is this conflict uh, between God and Lucifer over the sides of the north. So what's on the sides of the north? According to Isaiah 14, 13, Lucifer said, I will set my throne upon the sides of the north where the mount of the congregation is mm -hmm. okay this again is speaking about the congregation of God mm -hmm. so when that question is asked uh, we saw that the the rider on the white horse going forth with the Word of God um, this going forth of the Word of God is to help establish the mind of the congregation mm -hmm. where Satan's trying to destroy the mind of the congregation he's trying to rule over the mind of the congregation so when we get to Revelation chapter 6 or yeah, chapter 6 to the 6th seal, we have this question, who shall be able to what? Stand. To stand, all right? And the answer comes in Revelation chapter 7, mm -hmm. where it's very interesting. I want you to notice Revelation chapter 7, um, and uh, look at verse 9. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. After John describes the 144,000, verse 9 says this, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations, kindreds, tongues, and peoples, stood before where? The throne. The throne. The throne. All right, where is God's throne? The sides, the sides of the north. Of the north. Mm -hmm. In other words, the, this Revelation 7 shows us the end product yes. of the word of God going forth. Mm -hmm. And in fact, here's what's even more interesting. If you flip over to Revelation 14, and look at how the 144,000 are described here. Revelation 14, verse 1. It says, I looked and lo, a lamb stood where? In Mount Zion. Mount Zion. Mount Zion. Where is Mount Zion? Sides of the north. The north. Sides of the north. According uh -huh. to Psalms 48, mm -hmm. verses 1 and 2. Beautiful situation. situation. Right. The joy of the whole earth is, is Mount, Mount Zion. Zion. The sides of the north. The sides the city of, the great of the north. The city mm. of the great king. Mm -hmm. So. King singular or kings? King. 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 Singular. Uh -huh. So in other words, those who stand on Mount Zion mm -hmm. at the very end, mm -hmm. you know, when all things are said and done, are, a repre are represented by the loaves of bread. They are the mount of the congregation mm -hmm. that has made it to heaven.